The Art of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted and protected. No use in any form, partial or in full, is to be used without informed written consent from the Art of Relationships Radio Show, the Art of Relationships PLLC, or myself, Greg Dzinski. Thank you. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dzinski's, also known as Master G, the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Welcome, everybody, to Wednesday evening on the Art of Relationships radio show. This is uh, Greg Dzinski, as always. Welcome. I appreciate all the followers, listeners out there. You can give me a call with your questions about relationships. Uh, whenever, uh, any topic you have with relationships, wide open tonight. Um, phone number for that is 586-840-8608. Join me on the live chat as well. Uh, pop your questions in. It's anonymous, so don't be shy out there. Hopefully everybody's having an awesome uh, start of the week. Or actually, it's Wednesday hump night or hump day. Uh, hopefully everybody out there is uh, getting frisky and feeling loved by your partners. Those single people out there, many wishes out to you. You find the love of your life as well. Tonight, I'm going to talk about you're afraid to talk about what <laughs> in your relationships. It's funny, right? People that have uh, been in relationships for a long time, been married. Um, it's funny that as the years pass, <clears throat> you know what? You're afraid to talk about stuff. You're afraid to talk about stuff because it might piss her off, might hurt her feelings, might hit, hurt his feelings, it might tick him off, right? So, why does that happen? It's funny. When you start you know, dating each other, you're all madly in love, or hopefully you were, um, you talk about anything, you're not afraid to bring up nothing, you know, you're not afraid to bring up that you farted and left brown streaks in your underwear or panties, <laughs> you laugh and you joke about it, but what it, <coughs> excuse me, what it, uh, as time goes by, it seems like you become more withdrawn, you become more afraid to talk about things you start feeling maybe being judged right i wrote a list i was thinking about you know this topic tonight what you know what can i talk about we talk about you know people that can that maybe consciously or subconsciously sabotage their relationships and maybe one way of doing that is by being afraid to speak your mind being afraid to talk about what's really going on and when both partners um, have a hard time or say a difficulty or maybe even as severe as anxiety about bringing up issues or problems in a relationship or maybe what they're, what they want, what they want to do. Um, you know, it drives a further wedge and even, even further discomfort 
in the relationship like that everybody's heard you know you have that tension building right you you have the tension the fog you cut with you know cut with a knife all those analogies come true and you look at what the heck is going on we could talk about anything you know judgment sets in right maybe boredom sets in a lot of issues i'm going to try to help and i always bridge you know what can make you become those best friends again status or being you know best friends and lovers aspect and i'm always promoting keeping the passion the desire kicking up in the relationships and in marriage and what it would take to maybe keep keep that going there's um i think one thing is like i I mentioned up the biggest thing that you're afraid you might be afraid to talk about you know money issues money challenges also, you know, maybe how money is appropriated, how who pays for who, uh, or who pays for who. We're not talking about streetwalkers, <laughs> um, but who pays for what, um, you know, how are bills paid for. That's huge. You know, maybe one partner is um, maybe more spendthrifty than the other, right? The one, you know... May- might want to save for the future, whatever. And the other one's like, oh, we'll just fly by the seat of our pants financially. And they drive each other nuts. And if one goes out and, say, just buys, uh, I shouldn't say just, but buys a cup of coffee, and they're afraid to tell the other one because the other one's afraid, oh, my God, you spent a couple bucks on a cup of coffee. What are you doing? You're going against our plan and all this stuff. So you start hiding things, and you start being afraid to talk about different issues you know it's money tends to be a big one right you're you know you're afraid to voice your concern your opinion and to avoid let's face it avoid arguments avoid confrontation or maybe even you're afraid to have that withdraw from your partner right other aspects you know you hit on are you know if there are sexual challenges or even if you have sexual fantasies you want to explore, these are other issues that tend to be very, very uh, taboo, if you will. My uh, One of my click words about, you know, no taboo topics in a relationship, if possible. And you look at, you know, are you afraid to bring something up because your partner might think you're you're freaky, you're a freak, you're a slut, you're a, you know, that goes either way, right? A manhole or, you know, being a slut, being a female um, and you're afraid to bring these up that uh, I can't talk to her about that because she's too prim and proper. She's too, you know, prissy about this. Or maybe there's a lot of women out there that are very open sexually. And maybe the husband or the boyfriend is a little bit more conservative sexually. A little more, you know, maybe subdued, maybe anxious, or maybe uh, in religious aspects come into this too. That they start looking at these you know, aspects. So they're afraid to talk about maybe sexual fantasies or sexual problems, or even they don't want to hurt each other, right? So, okay, say sex is not that fulfilling or that satisfying or is boring, right? And they're afraid they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings. This is a huge issue. And this creates even further resentment because you're getting ticked off. You want to talk about, but you feel you can't, you don't want to hurt their feelings. So you just take one for the team and you suck it up. And this creates additional problems because here your needs aren't being met. Your partner has no clue. Resentment sets in and your partner's saying, oh, everything's great. That's not fair to you 
And I'm going to talk about also about losing yourself, losing your own identity and being afraid to even talk about that, that you feel like you're losing yourself. <clears throat> that your partner's going to think you're crazy or whatever, or that you're automatically blaming him or her for you losing your identity. Um, but, you know, the sexual fantasies, you want to try a different, you know, position or whatever. You want to try chocolate syrup, whipped cream, <laughs> whatever. And you're afraid that your partner won't go for this. So you sort of, you know, you hold back. Something that you might want to try, you might think it's fun or even maybe a way to get even reconnected sexually. And you're afraid to bring it up because you're, you're already, you're going to get ridiculed. You're going to get bashed. Oh, that's a stupid idea. Why would you want to do that? You know I'm not into that. You know I can't do that. What are you? You're weird. You're strange. So you get all these assumptions kicking up. So you're holding back and your own anxiety is sort of keeping you from bringing these issues up or talking about maybe your needs, your sexual needs, okay? I mentioned about this one is very, very difficult to identify at first. And it's, um, you know, you're, when you start losing your identity, I, I've talked about this numerous times before, you know, as the relationship goes on, you might change whatever and you start losing yourself. You start, you know, changing and all of a sudden who you are, Previously, you get ticked off because you're not that person anymore. I'm all for growing, of course, and evolving, as I talk about all the time, into a better person, partner, parent, worker, whatever. Excuse me. And when you start losing your identity, you start blaming and picking each other apart. But, you know, if you start feeling that way, again, you, you don't want to create a battle, you don't want to create a battle or you don't want to hurt your partner's feelings. And these are the taboo topics that sort of start pulling relationships apart. That, you know, you're feeling this, and but you're not talking about it because of your own fears, your own anxieties, that it's either going to hurt their feelings, which I think most of the time, or it's going to tick them off, make him or her very angry. It's going to kick up a fight. And there's going to be, you know, blaming going on. Or they're going to feel like they're blamed too. I'm losing my identity. I don't know who I am anymore. And you start looking at when couples or individuals in relationships start trying to find their identity again. They start pushing away. So why can't you um, work as a team? Remember I... At the beginning of tonight, I talked about being best friends and lovers. Part of being best friends is that you can talk about anything, right? And we're trying to get to that. What would it take for you to align, you know, you know what? I feel like I'm losing myself. I don't know who I am anymore. Now, how can your partner help with that? Maybe your partner's going to be, you're afraid to bring it up because your partner's going to think you're blaming him or her, Right. You lose your identity, what do you do? You start blaming your partner. That's not the right way to do it. You want to take responsibility and losing your identity in a relationship is very, it's gradual. It doesn't happen overnight. And I think that's what, I call it the slow death almost of the individual and also creates a slow death in a relationship because it's, it's progressive. It's something that happens so subtle if you want to say on a daily basis or maybe a weekly or monthly basis, it's so subtle you don't even recognize it. And when the resentment starts hitting up, you, you have no clue what's going on. You, you don't know why you just feel sort of out of place. You feel unhappy and you, you have no idea where this comes from. Most of the time with couples, individual and, you know, with couples in here, 
that it's it's a you're starting to lose yourself as a person and it's very difficult to you know i shouldn't say it's very easy to do you know when you have kids and you're starting uh um you know you're starting uh put all your attention towards the kids and everything and you know you start as an individual person again you're losing yourself everything all the focus might go to your partner uh the focus goes to the kids both and then you you're sort of selling yourself out it's a slow death um the other aspects is Remember when you, and I mentioned the analogy, it's sort of gross, but when I said maybe when you had a wet fart and left the brown streak in your pants or whatever, um, <laughs> that you're embarrassed, right? Maybe when you first started meeting their best friends, can they joke about, you know, their own embarrassments and be there for each other? You know, how embarrassing is it that, you know, say you get fired from a job? You get laid off from a job. That can be very embarrassing, right? Or you're getting humiliated publicly. Not only that, or, you know, it happens all the time, all too frequently, and it shouldn't, it should not happen, is when, you know, you get embarrassed if your partner goes and bashes you to a friend or a family member, right? And then you're embarrassed. You don't want to hang out. You don't want to see that family member because they're already, they got this image of what you are as a person. Because you got bashed by your loved one. The person that's supposed to have your back. The emotional safety is destroyed. So, you know, when you're embarrassed about something, you know, how are you able to talk about it and um, let that be known? You know what? That's embarrassed. Please, man, keep that between us. Maybe it's an assumed thing that you do. Maybe the partner doesn't. And, you know, you let those embarrassment things out and maybe you're so embarrassed about it yourself you don't want to talk about it you don't want to bring it up again be partners one part of the embarrassment aspects are you know we all goof we're we're human um but how much stuff gets thrown back in your face because of those embarrassments oh you remember that time you called me or whatever you know Bad things we do, they're embarrassing, right? Some things are funny we do, they're embarrassing. I'm all about laughing at ourselves, you know. We slip and fall. How many people hurry up, look around, watch uh, who caught them or who saw them slip and fall? You know, why can't you just lay there and laugh and, you know what, I'm a klutz, whatever. That's part of, you know, sort of maybe having confidence and laughing at yourself. But I'm talking, you know, most embarrassments that happen, like I said, that hit the heart of people are, you know, divorce and affair right? Being fired from a job. Maybe another one you've gotten uh, pulled over for drunk driving. You got a DUI. And all these aspects, you know, if they get brought up and they get thrown in your face or you know your partner's talking about it, um, you know, those are one things that are devastating and create a huge, huge, huge distance and a wedge between the two of you. So, please, be very, very alert of your partner's embarrassments, what they're embarrassed about. And it, it could be, you know, like a prior divorce. It could be going through, they went through a bankruptcy before. You know, try not to rub stuff in their face and be a very empathetic, try to be an understanding, you know, partner in those aspects if you kid. Now, you know, if they went out and maybe killed somebody, you know, ripped and killed somebody, you know, that that might be extreme or different. 
you know, we're talking about, you know, maybe everyday occurrences that happen to people out in this world. Um, you know, people, you know, having affairs and they're embarrassed about their wife cheated on them with their brother. Yeah, it happens. Cheated on them with their best friend or uh, the boyfriend or husband, unfortunately, cheats on maybe with their sister or best friend. And how embarrassing that is to maybe, if you want to say the victim, or also um, the other person that didn't happen to it, it affects them. So embarrassment is so huge that you need to respect that, okay? Maybe you can joke about some things, but some things can't be joked about. And you don't want to spread that news, that embarrassment, or the embarrassing events. You don't want to spread them out in public. You don't want to spread them out to, you know, friends or family members, that's going to create a wedge and it's going to create a huge, huge distrust between you two and destroy the emotional safety. So if you're embarrassed about something, you know, at least with your talk about, you know what, I want to keep this between us, please. I know you want to talk about it to friends and get it out of you, but please talk to me, please keep this in house, okay? So, this is Start. This is the Art of Relationships radio show with Master G, Greg Dzinski, talking about you're afraid to talk about what now? <laughs> um, join me on chat, live chat. Hit me up with your questions. Also, give me a call at 586-840-8608. This episode is sponsored by Gus's Coney Island, downtown Mount Clements on Main Street, across from the Macomb County Court Buildings. Again, Gus's Coney Island, downtown Mount Clements on Main Street, across from the Macomb County Court Buildings. They're open seven days a week. Fantastic, friendly service, like I mentioned many times. It's a huge uh, family atmosphere. Got good food. Go in there, say, tell them I said hello. I'm going to take a first break here, and I'll be back in a few minutes. I appreciate everybody for listening. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. She has hand-painted, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Art of Relationships radio show. This is Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. Also, I do uh, Skype sessions too, uh, video chat sessions as well. So if you're interested, um, definitely get a hold of me at greg at theartofrelationships.guru email. Um, you can check out my white website at the same, theartofrelationships.guru, that's G-U-R-U as well. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Wednesday evening, hump night, or hump day, whatever you want to call it. Turn it into both. Um, join me on live chat. You can also give me a call, please, anonymously at 586-840-8608, talking about what you're afraid to talk about, you know, in your relationships. As I mentioned at the onset of the show, we might talk to our partners about everything. You know, we don't feel judged. We don't. We feel so loose. They're gonna so self-accepted um, and accepted by our partner. You know, it's huge. It, it feels great, warm. Then we start losing it. I, I'm not saying we shouldn't lose it. And I want to try to, you know, avoid that and help people to become more self-assured and to be able to talk about anything. Like I said, no matter if their partner likes it gets hurt by it or gets, you know, pissed off by it. Again, I'm not being mean. I'm talking about that is not your intent to hurt them or make them mad. It's just being a matter of fact because hopefully it's going to better the relationship and also give you a sense of your own independence that you have a voice and that hopefully you can be heard when there's issues going around. You know, I talked about money, sexual fantasies, challenges, losing your identity, uh, some other topics, you know, I covered about, you know, being embarrassed right before the break, you know, and keep those embarrassments, try to keep them in-house and between you two. Uh, you get those embarrassments thrown in your face. That's part of the tip for tat going back and forth. Forth, You know, have the self-respect that you're not going to do that. That gets mean when you start throwing stuff in people's faces. Yes, we get hurt and, you know, some things come up. You know, mostly, you know, with the fairer situation, that comes out of hurt and everything. And that takes both of you guys to deal with that. You know, some things are going to get thrown in your face when it comes to that. That's unfortunately part of the process. But you try to, you know, ju- you know what, I'm sorry. You be genuine. You be honest and you be sincere, you know, with your apology and your remorse about those situations if you're going to work it out. Okay, I'm going to tie one of the... One of the past things, I should say, you know, one of the past events in somebody's life that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but there still might be a lot of baggage, a lot of hurt that come up, and and that's from past relationships. And these tie in with possible fears and insecurities, right? Say you had a person, previous marriage that, you know, cheated on you or you know, totally bashed you or lied and said you beat them and beat them. That's why they, and they're lying and they slander you. I run into that with clients weekly that, you know, people have lied about them to make themselves look good. And all of a sudden you have your fears and insecurities and you're afraid to talk about them. Now, you know, you have them and you put up this emotional wall and maybe, you know, you're afraid to talk about your insecurities. You know, some women, you know, you talk about women being more emotional, men maybe not so. And there might be some truth to that. You know, men might hold back 
with their fears and insecurities, but I want men to feel safe enough to be able to talk about their fears and insecurities with their partners. You know, that's huge, and it's going to make their, their partners feel even more connected and close to them that, you know what, oh, my partner feels safe enough to talk to me. That doesn't make you less of a man. I think it makes you more of a man. You talk about those insecurities and fears, and another thing is about past relationships. We've all had past Past relationships, maybe where we've been hurt. It's one way to learn um, learn about our partners, too. Some partners, I don't want to hear about your past, whatever, because maybe they're insecure um, for whatever reason. Their ego's at stake, insecure, uh, maybe very jealous, and they don't want to be compared to past lovers, you know, past partners, whatever. That's their own insecurity. But if there's issues coming there, and I talk about this, you know, about getting past those hurts and, you know, not bringing baggage into another new relationship. But, you know, if there are some, I want you both to try to heal each other if you can. I've said before, it's not each other's job to do that. But I want you there to be, to listen, to be empathetic and try to be understanding what's going on. And tie that in with the insecurities and fears about the, your current relationship, you know, I'm fear you're going to fall out of love with me. I'm fear you're going to leave me. That might not be reality, but those fears are real. They feel real, and they can wreak havoc. And the more you hold those in, you know, the more, oh, my partner don't want to hear me talk about this or whatever, the more you hold those in, those are going to bubble. Those are going to build and you're, you're going to hold those in and not deal with them. So they're not going to be healed. You're not going to be progress and get to the point that I mentioned so frequently. I talk about the total connection, about the mind, the body, the heart, and the soul all interwoven together um, in a nice, you know, healthy relationship that you have all those, as, those aspects or the essences, if you will, in a relationship. So if you're af- afraid to bring up those insecurities and talk, they're going to fester. And they're going to manifest and they're going to create even further wedge between you guys. So I definitely advocate and I definitely want you guys to talk about your fears and, you know, insecurities, even, you know, your past relationships. You don't, um, I, you don't have to bash, bash sorry, your ex-partner. Um, you don't have to get into bashing, but about center on how you feel, how you felt, that you felt devastated, you felt crushed you felt pissed off about all this stuff but talk about it and that way you can learn from each other okay and you can be there from each other and if you're not you learn you're not going to be ridiculed you're not going to be you know that stuff ain't going to be thrown in your face that's how you build the emotional trust that is so so sacred in relationships and the emotional safety is probably one of the first things that get hit and a relationship where a relationship starts to deteriorate. So I want all these aspects about what you're afraid to do, to talk about in your relationship. I want you to be able to bring them to talk about it. And another aspect, not only with yourself, when your partner wants to talk about this stuff, you know what? I want you to sort of be stronger and be a more confident person and to be able to say, you know what? This might bug me or upset me, but you know what? This ain't about me right now. You know, if I'm overly jealous and he or she is talking about a past relationship, you know, how can I be there for them and make it safe for them where they're not going to be afraid to tell me anything? 
So it's about both partners growing and evolving together. It's huge. Okay? So another aspect comes in, and this is probably more prominent. You start talking about is step family dynamics. Um, is it's there with nuclear families or, you know, first time married in a relationship, have kids, whatever. And it's even ever more prominent, probably creates even more havoc in step family dynamics. Is what about parenting differences, right? Maybe you're afraid to speak your mind because your partner, boyfriend, husband, you know, girlfriend, wife, whatever, or partner in, you know, gay or lesbian relationships, they're afraid. To bring up, you know what, I think you suck as a parent. No, I, that's mean. Don't, don't, I'm teasing. Don't say that. That's that's bogue. Um, but maybe you can help them be a better parent. And if you keep holding it in, right? You know what, you're eating it, you're eating it, and then pretty soon you're going to blow up. You need to talk about that. You know what, maybe you should, you know, maybe try this. Oh, what are you saying? I'm a bad parent? Do you understand how easy that goes from tit for tat into explosions where you can say, no, I want us to be on the same page as parenting. Say you have one parent that is, you know, is okay with maybe spanking, the other one isn't. You know, how do you deal with that? Oh, we can't talk about that because that's our taboo topic and it's going to create a fight. You know, how can you learn and actually understand? Not that you have to agree. You know, why do you think? Spanking, you know, I'm not advocating that. I'm just using this as an example to, you know, go ahead. You know what? Why why do you think that's better? Why do you think that works better than maybe a timeout or putting them in a room? And every kid's different, you know. What works for one kid might not work for the other. And how can you work on, you know, parenting differences? And these are even ever more prevalent when the kids get older and they become teenagers you know you have one parent that's very overprotective and doesn't want to let the teenagers do anything they don't want to let the you know teens become independent make decisions for themselves let their maybe teens fall on their face hopefully it's not a life-threatening you know or life-altering situation we don't want that but you have one that might be more relaxed and more if you will trusting or more you know Permissive might be a better word, but, you know, you still have rules. And how do you balance those out and you're afraid to talk about it because you know it's a touchy subject and it's going gonna, it's gonna to create maybe some tension and argument. Now, I want you to go from learning from each other. I, I, from day one, I've, also, I've always, always premised my work on helping the couples learn from each other. Do not take it as bashing, but, you know, how, how? why are you ticked? What did I do to make you mad? Whatever. I want you to learn from each other instead of getting this battle for right or wrong or thinking you're stupid, you're dumb, whatever. You know what? Talk to me. You know, why do you think I should be doing this as a parent? You know, what? You know, help each other and you learn from each other. You might not agree on everything. You're not going to, but at least you're being heard, right? And you're being you're going to create a sense of safety that you can talk about these things even if you don't agree on them, okay? So, you know, hit on those aspects too, okay? Remember, you're going after being best friends and lovers and not enemies, okay? So these are these are huge, 
huge aspects. So, take uh, one more little break. Uh, welcome, everybody. Again, you can uh, give me a call at 586-840-8608 and join me on live chat. Talking about you're afraid to talk about what? <laughs> the Art of Relationships radio show with Greg Dzinski, a.k.a. Master G. I will be back in a few. Thank you. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Welcome back to the Art of Relationships radio show. This is Greg uh, back here again after a short break uh, talking about, you know, what you're afraid to talk about. And a lot of these are, you know, fears that you're going to hurt your partner, like I mentioned, or also you're going to tick them off. And they also could be, you know, your own anxieties and how you deal with the issues I've talked about tonight. Uh, So, you know, what would it take for you to be uh, stronger or, you know, the old adage, you know, suck it up and deal with it. You know, sometimes it's not that easy to do, as most people understand that out there. So, you know, what is it going to do to get some strength for you to fight through that anxiety, even if you need to talk to a professional, you know, about that, about speaking uh, your own mind? And it's it's even more so when I talked about uh, codependency a couple weeks ago, about, you know, being codependent and you're maybe afraid or being a doormat. It's very, very difficult to speak your mind, especially when you're not used to it, or bring up issues that you know are going to be controversial, but you need to. It's going to help you grow, and hopefully you have a partner ah, that is willing to learn, and you learn from each other, instead of always looking at 
you know, I'm in pain, you know, I want you to look at my pain, you're in pain, you want him or her to look at your pain, you both are in pain, and you're not looking at each other. I want you to learn about where that pain comes from, okay? What caused that pain? Take responsibility <clears throat> for your relationship, you know what? you If you don't take your responsibility for your own relationship, um, you know what? You, it's going to come back and bite you in the butt, and you're always going to be blaming uh, your partner, and that's not fair. You know what? That's almost being selfish when you're not looking at the role you play in your relationship. <clears throat> so, um, going back, uh, finishing up uh, the last segment this evening about what you're afraid to bring about, and this happens, oh my God, frequently, about that you are thinking about or you want a divorce, a separation, or you want to end a relationship. I look, you know, divorce, end a relationship are basically on the same premise. Uh, you know, ending a relationship might be easier when you're dating a month, two months, whatever. Um, that might be easier, but if you've been together for a few years or longer, even long, you know, 20 years or so forth, and you've been thinking about divorce, you've been thinking about separation, leaving the relationship, and I get this often. I get an individual thinking about ending, they don't know what to do, him haul, the guilt with the kids, the guilt of family members, you know, crushing them because no one in the family is divorced, all this stuff. And I'm not surprised. And I'll ask them, how long have you been thinking about this or contemplating leaving or separating or getting a divorce? And it's very common. This this has been going on for a year, two years three years that they've been feeling this way or even longer and it's sad and they're afraid to bring it up uh they don't want to hurt their other you know they don't want to hurt the other partner or they're afraid that the other partner won't care those are usually the two things that they're afraid of they don't want to hurt their partner they don't want to create havoc in a relationship but i'm going to tell you if you don't you're if you're afraid to talk about what you feel <clears throat> and the longer you prolong this, the longer it goes on, the less chance you have at remedying the relationship and that decision will be made for you. You become numb. You become dead. And then chances are you will get divorced or you will get separated or end that relationship. I want you out there, if you feel, you know, for a month or whatever, you feel not happy, you feel like it's not working for you, I want you to be able to talk about it and bring it up. Do not bash your partner. Do not talk about what you're feeling and not what you're getting. The longer you are afraid to bring this up and afraid to talk about these feelings, the harder it is to remedy them. And you could have a great relationship possibly throughout this. You know, domestic violence situations, that's a different ball game, and I'm not going to, you know, get into that so much and I talked about that with codependency a bit too. Domestic violence situations are a different ball game um altogether. But say there's no domestic violence in a situation, both parent you know, no addictions or anything to that nature in a relationship, but you've been contemplating a divorce for three or more years and your partner has no clue. How long have you been feeling like this? You know, for one thing, that's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to your partner. 
And it's not fair to the relationship. I know your intent is you don't want to hurt it. And I've heard this all the time. Well, I thought I could work through it. I thought it would pass. And I I hear it all the time, and I'm not surprised by this. And I, I get it. But, you know, when these, this is not a big deal. This is not a mood swing. Do you understand? This is not a couple of day or a week uh, mood swing that you're going through. This is something more instilling. Like I said, it's been going on a month, two months, pretty soon six months pass. And I want you to be able to talk talk about it. When there is a problem in a relationship, I want you to hit it now. Because maybe it can get solved and get resolved. And remember about being best friends and what would it take to be that. Again, to feel more emotionally connected and physically connected if possible. And if it, the longer it goes on, the harder it is to hopefully maybe resolve and fix if possible. If it's a, if it can be a great relationship or turned around again. So give your relationship that chance. Give yourself that chance. Bring it up as soon as it hits. Okay. I know it's hard. It's very difficult for myself included. Um, you know, you don't want to hurt anyone. Or most of us don't, um, and you start feeling guilty. You don't, and it causes more problems. It's almost like you're leading somebody on, and they they have no clue, and that that's not fair. So if there's an issue, and it, you know it's a big issue, and you're at the point where you know what I don't know if I can do this, talk to your partner, bring it up, or even talk to a professional about dealing with these aspects. You know what can we do to maybe remedy. And get a competent, there's not a lot around, but get a competent, you know, marriage or relationship therapist or counselor that, you know, might be able to resolve and help you, you know, heal the wounds that are present and to deal with this, okay? And believe me, it's very difficult to tell your partner, you know what, I'm not happy, you don't turn me on anymore. Gulp. That's huge, you know, and most of us don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you know, but what would it, you know, could you promise, you know what, I'd like, I I would love to be excited by you more, maybe this is what I need to do that. Maybe you bring it up and you promise it that way instead, "Eh, you don't turn me on anymore, that sounds cold, it sounds uncaring, but maybe if you're, you know what, I, I would, you know, I would love to be turned on more by you and you could do this. This is what I need, right? I would love to be more intimate with you, more excited. And this is maybe what I need. You can go on that premise. But talk. If there's an issue, please, I beg you people. And I, I'm not one, for, I told you, I'm not one for begging or pleading in a relationship. But I'm doing it for, I want you to do it for yourself, for one thing. For your partner out of self-respect for another. And the third thing is for the relationship. And if it can't be resolved, at least you're leaving it with no regrets. You know, you have tried everything. I'm all about you try everything. And if nothing else works, then you know what? You're, you're leaving with maybe no, no regrets. You know, you tried everything. You gave it your all. So talk about it. You know, if you're thinking about separation or a divorce, you know, talk that you're not feeling it. And what can we do? Maybe we can get help. Maybe you can get help as an individual. And, you know, we'll we'll go from there. But at least the sooner you bring that up, the better chances you are to have a healthy, even reconnected relationship, if that's even possible. But at least give it a chance. Give it the best chance you can by bringing that up. ASAP, okay? 
bring it up as soon as possible because the longer you hold that on, it's you're gonna your partner's even gonna be more resentful, more pissed off because you kept it from him or her for that long of a time. Talk about it. Be honest. They might be hurt and they might be upset, but they're going to be a lot less hurt and a lot less upset if you talk about it now where it possibly can be remedied, okay? I'm going to sign off a little early this evening. It's uh, 8.45 Michigan time, so a couple minutes, about 15 minutes, 10 minutes early uh, this evening. Hopefully everybody is learning from these radio shows uh, I put on, like I said, these are all about you people, all about the people and trying to help solidify long-term uh, relationships to better them. You feel more loving, more desired, more connected than you ever have before. This is for you. Okay. Remember, you can check me out on Facebook, The Art of Relationships. You can also check out my website, theartofrelationships.guru. That's G-U-R-U. Um, so I appreciate all the followers out there. Um, much love to everybody out there. Much peace. We need a lot more peace. We need a lot more love out there in the world. And uh, remember, there's a lot more love and peace out in the world than the media portrays out there on the news. Okay, We hear the bad. We see the bad. Um, tragic incidences on a daily basis, but remember, there's also a lot of good out there. And please, you know, share the kindness, share the love, you know, with your neighbors, with uh, your family, friends, and other people. Smile, you know what? A a smile, the strangers go a long way, makes them feel good. So share that with the world out there, okay? Let's make this world a better place. Create more loving relationships, more passionate, more intimate yeah both emotionally and physically where you rock each other's worlds (laughs) so everybody have a very nice evening uh we'll catch you sunday evening uh same time 8 p.m i appreciate it and i will talk to you shortly wednesday night take care everybody the art of relationships radio show is copyrighted and protected no use in any form partial or in full is to be used without informed written consent from the Art of Relationships radio show, the Art of Relationships PLLC, or myself, Greg Dzinski. Thank you. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dzinski, also known as Master G, the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. I'm Chef Matt Appiew. Kids can be a tough crowd to please, so let's bring them into the process. I'm serving up some fun, kid-friendly recipes that'll please even the fussiest little food critics, brought to you by PrairieFresh.com. Share your recipes using hashtag MakingMealTimes.